0: This week is half games, half films as we talk about Deadlife 6, Resident Evil 2, and happy Death Day to you. Hello. Hello, and welcome
1: to another episode of The Last Thing Podcast. Hello, it's Ms. good to Duffy. see you all once again. Hey, cool. I nice am to still see you again, stepping yo? over people because it's so. It's your much thing, fun. it's your thing, no worries. Now I understand why thing. people do it all the time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eccentric Tom. Yes, hello, Eccentric Tom. I'm How coming to... in with so much energy right now.
0: Because he saw a really nice film last week, was yeah. it? Or a few days ago? Yeah, yeah. Was it but last we week? Gonna talk, yeah, yeah. We're going we'll to talk, talk, we'll talk about that movie, yes. But we should also introduce our other co host, <laughs> good old Dr. Shafiq.
2: Yeah, I'm here also. Yeah, hi. Hi, hey everybody. Uh, Shafiq here.
1: What a goddamn clusterfuck of an introduction. <laughs> Of so, course, of course. in case
2: anybody's wondering, yes, we're the Last King podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> we have we have no time to waste. We're, we're stepping on each other's lines here. Yeah, as w- we bring to you two... Uh, not really new video games, Two, one remake, one sequel, and a
0: film... Which with, came out two weeks ago.
1: Which came out two weeks ago, but so we couldn't talk about really it. So we're really on fucking brand for an episode.
0: <laughs> SEO friendly as always. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the reason I want to talk about these games is, and film, and, and this one particular film, is because I think... Nothing else shares, came out. <laughs> yeah, that too. But also they share sort of a theme I guess I'm not too sure
2: there's girls and there's death and there's
1: costumes there's costumes right,
2: there there's $93 go. worth of costumes
0: I think yes, <laughs> US not Singaporean US Jesus not RM. fuck really US. that would be
1: 130 yes. sing something this is or... obviously
0: twice more than the game if you get it like on second hand or you get it from Lazada or something imagine how many
1: weeks of Pornhub you could get with that money
0: you pay for Pornhub? I don't. <laughs> Who does? And of course, we are talking about uh, Dead Life Six, a fighting game that came out a few days ago to much acclaim. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you call it now? Acclaim? <laughs> acclaim <laughs> I call yeah, it cleavage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. acclaim or cleavage. Either way, either way. Yeah. So yeah, Dead Life Six continues a tradition of jiggle Excel, physics. Of, no, not just that. Not just that. An traditional three D fast fighting game featuring counters. And a very absurd plot line which stands back all the way to the first game.
1: So it's a Japanese fighting game.
0: Yeah, pretty
2: much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's the Japanese jiggle Physics movies fighting game. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Again, as I mentioned in our Evo episode, uh probably one of the few fighting games to have
0: the best female representation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the I biggest female like what... roster of any fighting I think game. 90 like percent, what? Uh, Ten, 90%, 10 90% chicks. 11, <laughs> 10, 11 girls in this current edition right now. Women, yeah, sir. We don't have girls in all five okay, okay. Women, Women, women. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah. Leifang is technically still a teenager, right? Nah, she grew up. Oh, I think the up? youngest one in the cast is the Dead Alive 5 characters, Marie Rose, and this other new character named Honoka. She basically imagine a schoolgirl who happens to have like every other character special moves oh. like Seth. so yeah. a
1: Japanese fighting game with jiggle is yeah. this is basically <laughs> this is the barely legal side of the roster
0: here the yeah club. pretty much pretty much <laughs> I think they were just made for their life 5 because to cater to that particular group of you know audience pieces. oh yeah and I can't
1: life. wait for those think pieces to come out
0: think pieces <laughs>
1: sure. more like reactionary bits here and there I mean
2: if you're still reacting to Day of life six. There's been six of these. Okay, it's a lost cause. I, I mean, the joke's been made since part two. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Just don't play the game if it, you know, you don't like it. Look,
2: if you're a fan of the Dead of series, it's it's more of the same with a few tweaks here and there. It's uh, yeah. There
0: are a particular few tweaks in this particular game. Tell us, tell um, us about the tweaks. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So now how was the tweak? One hand, two hands. With Two hands. <laughs> are we talking <laughs> about nipple we? tweaking, <laughs> sir? Yes. 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 <laughs> That's Actually, a not, move. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that was an ultimate, the Tilly Twister. Oh
0: yes, the Tilly Twister. Oh, that'll be in the you ultimate edition.
1: Look, I got four but someone knows. All right,
0: yeah. So there's a couple of new, you know, like new mechanics here and there. So you can't just counter attacks with just one button in a direction. You kind of have to take into consideration like up, like high, medium, and low attacks as well as special attacks that come in, like you know, when you have to get through them. So instead of like it being a basic counter game like in like part 2 and part 3, uh-huh. they've kind of kind of upped the game a little bit. So if you see a guy doing a high attack in his string, you have to press up, back and the hold button to actually counter the high attack. And of course, uh, there are some attacks you can't actually counter with regulars. They are called fatal rushes. You uh-huh. actually press the S button for that. It's basically, basically every character has a special attack. Well, it's like a prelude to a super, like the attack before it can press before you can do it with a super and I whatnot. I think
2: in maybe more layman's fighting game terms, are they equivalent a special to, attack basically. like EX moves
0: maybe? Yeah, EX moves, which you only can counter with a new mechanic they introduced called the Break Hold. Yeah. Break Holds are basically super counters. You can counter any move and uh, yeah, the Fatal Rush attacks, but you have to actually use up 50% of your special meter to actually activate that. So your opponent can bait that, or if you see something happening a mile away, if you know your, that your opponent's going to teleport behind you, uh, break Hold can actually put you in a really advantageous, like, frame, uh, high frame uh, position, more or less. So there's fighting. some
1: actual trade-off when it comes to these moves.
0: Yeah, the Break, break Holds. Uh, break Blows are basically your super moves. Lah. Yeah, okay. You press forward and S, and you do a special attack where the screen goes dark, you do a slow-mo attack, and you just punch, and then you get a close-up of your character, of your opponent's face getting punched or stomach getting hit and whatnot. Okay. So... And, of course, like, special moves, you can actually interrupt them if your timing is pretty quick. Okay. But... You can't break... I think you can't uh, counter these. You actually have to just block them regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you can actually add them on your string. Let's say you have a, a regular punch, punch, punch kick string. You can actually add in a fatal... Uh, sorry, you can add in a break blow straight away. In the middle of the string or like at the end of it. It really depends.
1: Okay. How balanced is the roster?
0: Uh, I've only played it for like three days because it came out Friday I think played it's pretty it balanced because I there. think the
2: smallest cup size is a C <laughs> <laughs> everybody's about the same height and I weight apparently and, C, and that belongs yeah. to
1: uh, Ryu Hayabusa <laughs> he,
2: he's got the best tits <laughs> yeah. and the Izuna drop too <laughs>
0: <laughs> he still has that and I think he's still one of the better characters who can pull off the Izuna, Izuna drop really yeah, really he's young. the only one I guess yeah yeah it, it still looks really good when you actually pull it off you do like the throw combos and stuff so, I think... yeah, the graphics, everything, the impact, I don't know, I just feels good playing this game in a sense, you know like... uh-huh so yes.
1: do you mean it feels good or it feels good <laughs> both both i okay.
2: know what you going with this oh man yeah. i saw like uh, mr toffee playing this game in the beta testing room he was throttling them joysticks <laughs> <laughs> he well,
0: grew a third hand just from that game <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that wasn't his hand like <laughs> part three <laughs> it's like a baby's arm holding an apple right
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he's a tripod sir anyway but, but, <laughs> to, but to the developers credit The mechanics that I mentioned and the fighting, it feels like, yeah, they're really, really, really trying to make this a sports game. game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that Koei Tecmo has been saying this over and over and over again since part three, since part four, since part five. And yeah, I mean, even though when the game came out and it kind of pulled a bait and switched in a way, when you start off the game, all those skimpy outfits, all that, you kind of have to grind for it. Like, really, really grind for it.
1: Because it's 2019, like, you can't just have fun with games anymore. You need to work for it apart from buying the fucking Yeah, thing. this is actually
0: much worse than in part 5 or part 4 we where... We have to actually buy it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're talking about like slow, slow, needlessly... Yeah, it's extremely grinding story mode. It. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not just from story mode. You actually can unlock the clothing patterns for the outfits through this mode called the uh, DOA quest. So DOA quest is basically like trial modes for characters. Like you get three stars, you get the clothing pattern. Yeah, it's like very... I mean, is it... Like Angry Birds. Angry Birds style, basically. Okay. You perfect the mission, you get the clothing pattern. And you okay. get, like, what? 10, 100, 200 pieces of it. And for... To unlock, like, every piece of costume, I think you need, like, a minimum of 500. Okay. And okay. that... Uh, the, and the, and here's the crazy part. Like, if you're playing a character in... um, In ranked mode, where you can get, like, what? One digit worth of uh, clothing. Or, um, yeah, when you do the survival modes and whatnot mm-hmm. this pieces of clothing will be distributed randomly to the characters so let's say you pick your favorite character he told me you kind of want to unlock the clothes yeah you can't do that because um it gets distributed randomly so you kind of have to RNG this lobby. So it's like the
1: worst part of loot boxes without loot boxes.
0: Yeah, it's I, I mean, okay, loot boxes, let's give it some credit at least you don't have to pay for the shit. You just have to You just have to play the ass game off, basically. Yeah. yeah, you have to play the game, yeah. yeah. Mean, so think...
1: speaking of having to pay for it, there is a rather sizable elephant in the room a wearing a very skimpy the, the
0: US $93 elephant, right? Yeah.
1: 93 dollars for what amounts to maybe two full pieces of clothing between them.
0: No, no, no. I think it's like hundreds or fifty pieces of clothing. No, I think what eccentric Tom just is characters.
2: trying to say is that if you were to stitch all the DLC together, you still only get one blouse. Yeah, one blouse
1: for <laughs> still a very skinny child. A
0: big girl's blouse. How dare yeah, a big girl's blouse. Yeah. <laughs> so I think okay. this is a really terrifying trend. Trend for fighting games. I mean, full well, caliber has been going this, on forever.
1: And- like, didn't Street Fighter Five have like two hundred dollars worth of DLC? I think yeah, all with of the them, yeah. characters,
0: the season passes, like three, four, four of them right now as you speak. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. DLC
1: yeah. as a whole is a scourge in video games at the moment, but I think it's the worst with fighting games because they know people have favorites, people have mains, and it's a surefire way to make extra money to say, oh, that fan favorite that you really love, well, fuck you. You have to spend an extra $10 to be able to play it. Yeah, with you them.
0: have to buy the season pass for that particular season just to get the I mean, character I think... you like. Uh, I agree with Tom in a way where, like, Street Fighter
2: is definitely the worst uh, of the bunch because they lock out characters, whereas yeah. something like their life, at least is not entirely, you, you don't lose half the roster for not, like, you know, paying extra dollars. You Yeah. But, you st- I mean, the thing is, it does cater to the hardcore fans who really need to see all the costumes.
1: Yeah. Eh, sure. You, you have mean, to buy them. Yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about making people pay for uh, cosmetics. Yeah. Because... I would like to have the option to like grind for it because yeah. then you have like a, you know some sense of accomplishments, but not the EA kind where you have to spend four thousand hours yeah. to maybe get Luke Skywalker.
2: Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I don't think it's fair to compare it that way. No, but, because I mean, yeah.
1: like, on the le- levels of scum of the earth, EA is still very much the pinnacle thereof. Are we still going to talk I about think... Anthem later? No, <laughs> no, 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 we're
0: not. No, But fighting game companies like Bandai Namco, they are sort of skirting that line between hate and love because, again, your favourite character, like, isn't you like Tira a lot in Soul Calibur? Nope, she's locked for part 6, you have to buy the season pass for her. Yeah, yeah and I think the and same Cassandra. with Mortal
1: Kombat, I think. Yeah, they're also locking out characters. More... That one, launching no, I'm not with, sure yet. They're launching not much with news about 10 that. characters.
2: True. But I mean, like, there's also, you can go back to, like, uh maybe... The Killer Instinct on the Xbox One, where it literally the game only comes with one character, but it really is but free, the right? entire game is free though. It's I free, mean, so the thing so is you're paying for it make, the characters. It, that makes sense because it's a free
1: to play game.
2: True that, but then like if you want to take that game competitively and like the only like, opportunity for you to train against a certain, like, character who might be mained by somebody. It's like, you need to still buy the entire roster, sir. Mm, yeah. So the same I mean, like, with Street Fighter V and every other fighting game. Yeah, same game, with Street Fighter V because it's, like, literally, like, okay, you can... I mean, Street Fighter V still allows you to have the, the fight money system whereas the virtual currency where if you do certain tasks or if you do certain challenges, they'll give you, like, a very... It's a very arbitrary uh, amount, though. But the thing is, like, it'll cost, like, 100,000 fight money for one character. But say you complete maybe survival mode and then you get two thousand.
1: Yeah, I mean this is another thing I hate, like the mm. stupid number inflation. all mm. like, right the worst is, for example, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you get to a point where I'm now doing say, like fifty thousand damage with a single attack, and it's like an eighth of a health bar. Like, mm-hmm. These numbers mean nothing. You have devalued numbers. Like numbers mean nothing <laughs> anymore. <laughs>
2: True that, yeah, I know. I mean, or even worse, uh,
0: what, Shadow of War?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Oh, Shadow so of War so was bad after... the end The
0: endgame grinding was pretty yeah, bad. For but they thankfully
1: removed it, and it's apparently a lot better.
0: Well, after they well, made my money. Yeah. There is actually some good news here, because Koei Tecmo has been listening to a lot of people, and they're going to basically do something about the whole uh, grinding system, where they're going to oh, make it they? like for the character. Like, if you're playing one part of the character, all your clothing points will go towards that character instead. So basically, probably happening middle they of the got month
1: caught so. out, they got cold out, and now they are doing damage control.
0: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And they basically <sighs> multiplied the clothing points you earn through online play by 100, I believe, times 100. Really?
1: So it's not too bad. Lah. You so see, at least they're listening. This is why I love Paradox Games so much. Because <laughs> that, go. they're upfront about it. They're like, this is the base game. It's a very good base game. Here is a DLC which comes out four months later, completely changes the game. It's brand new. You don't need to play it. I, I kind of miss that. You I can miss, have that. I mean, like I, I, I miss
0: complete package games too.
2: You know. Yeah. Like for me, like DLC should feel like okay. Uh, I know it's a very old man uh, <laughs> reference, mm-hmm. but like say StarCraft, and like yeah. when StarCraft Brute War came out, it became a totally different game. Yeah. Like the DLC. I mean, I know how nowadays it's very easy to kind of uh, monetize like cosmetic things, and I think that's basically you know like the business model for games like Fortnite for Apex Legends everything Overwatch we we don't even need to say fighting games like in general I mean, like people want to pay money for like you know individuality which I totally am for and then there'll, there'll be guys like me who like I don't really need that skin because it doesn't really drastically change the way I play the game but I do understand how some people with some money to burn might feel the need to I don't know, customize their games in a way.
1: And in a big multiplayer setting, you want to stand out. You want to have some sense of, like, this but, is the... But here's ye-
2: the problem with, like, fighting games. It's like, yeah. if they don't have the skin, they can't see it. Yeah, good point. You know? I mean, that, I think that's, that happened in Street Fighter 4, where unless you... Both of you own the skin, like, you, you can't, can't see really it. see the cosmetic change. But I think Street Fighter Five changed it, where, like, you can see the skin, but I think it also kind of annoys you to know that... You look, oh, but you can't touch. No, it's like, it's in my game. I just can't select it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's also... Bring it back to Paradox because I have to commit to the bit. Yep. <laughs> In multiplayer games, they, whoever hosts the game, their DLC counts. So everyone can play with that DLC as long as it's owned by at least one person playing it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I think the Overwatch formula still works. I mean, I wish most companies would do it. This charge, like, very, like, don't charge a premium price. Just charge it, like, what, 30 US, 40 US for your base game. And then everything else, you can get it for free, loot box it. Or just play really hard. Oh, no, or fuck loot boxes. Loot boxes, boxes need yeah, to no. go
1: burn in a hole. Like fuck loot boxes. They are the worst thing to come to gaming. Other ever.
0: companies do it wrong, but I'm not sure. I mean, other. I mean, if there are other companies, I mean, Overwatch seems to actually have that sweet, sweet kind of way of doing it. I guess so. they
1: they do it because they know that people love it, and it's also bullshit. Like, if you want that legendary skin, why should you have to spend hundreds of dollars to get that one? Just make them pay like five dollars extra to guarantee getting that skin. Because what if, say, you're a Faramain and you want to get that particular skin, but you keep getting bullshit shit for, I don't know, Bastion or whatever. I think what
2: they need to also kind of do is, uh, I mean, does Overwatch have any mechanic where you can take loot you don't want and then like maybe break it down to, uh, like you know, uh like, coins or some sort of, like, moneta- monetary thing where you can use if, buy I things. mean, the
0: only, the only similar so. thing is, no, 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 not really. I think, I,
2: I mean, it's like, different for different me, room, I would want it to coins. be more like Diablo, where, like, okay, if you have, if you manage to, like, get some item that you don't really like, you can just, like, okay, uh, trade it in for some sort of, like, uh, cash value. Yeah, like, I've
1: got a mobile game which does that, where if yeah. you get characters you don't like, you can just, like, convert it into a kind of currency which you need to use Exactly, anyway. yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: but then again, I mean, um...
0: It would be nice if they did that. Actually, yeah,
1: it would be
2: awesome. kind of cool too because then it gives you kind of uh, an incentive to keep playing. Because then, if you're not getting the stuff you want, at least there is some sort of um, how you say very physical or fiscal, like you know, thing like that is you know tangible that you can use to probably yeah. enhance your experience.
1: Hey, if Activision uh, spits Blizzard out, then that might happen. Because nah, I don't think so, man. We're gonna have Diablo on phones, sir. Oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> guys have phones that's right that, that, that's where the money is at that's where the money is at <laughs> oh you guys
2: have phones you're like diablo please buy this game or they'll kill us literally hey yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, man
0: that's quite a tension from this to yeah they're, they're well, okay. that's to who this, i feel yeah. the
1: most sorry for not the fans not you know the execs who are like the but the developers who i know deep down wanted to make a game that people love yeah and but then are the, being forced and then it by suits yeah. To produce this bullshit,
2: you know, we should do an entire episode about you know how executives ruin games
0: or everything mm-hmm. actually.
1: Well, that'll be just me saying go watch Jim Sterling's videos for the <laughs> last two years. He has in. Oh, we gotta talk traffic. about
0: we gotta talk about EA for thirty minutes and uh, Activision for the other thirty minutes. We should basically. do the EA episode one day. Okay. So, oh wait, we did do the EA episode. No, we haven't. We're, no, I don't think we did. We did. No. So no. anyway, back to Dead Alive. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. I think there's so much to say exactly. Except it's a fun game. I don't think it deserves that current price right now. The new characters are pretty interesting. I did like Nico the scientist. Imagine an evil mustache twirling scientist if she had a mustache, basically. Oh. So Power does she twirl her boobs? Uh, it's a guy. Story? It's a guy. Oh, oh no, it? that's oh. probably the ultimate addition, yeah. So
2: Yeah, sure. That's, that's, what the, that's the DLC I want where everybody has boobs, even yeah. Ryu Hayabusa. Like Zack. <laughs> <laughs> I would for that. His are literally two dragon hits, you know, because he's yeah. a dragon ninja. Hayate <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, man. Well. Hey, that
1: would be someone's kink.
2: And Hayate is definitely just a flat chested woman. <laughs> 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 anyway, no, but okay. So, what has besides maybe a few tweaks in the mechanics
0: and and also some accessibility, which mm, is I-, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of kind of game that you kind of want. Friends to play as a couch game per se. I would say like, yeah, because I just think it's five buttons. That's it. Punch, kick, hold, throw, and S. That's it.
2: I mean, the thing I would really love to discuss, uh, basically with you, John, is like Dead or Alive has always been seen as baby's first virtual fighter. Let's just be or super honest. Or like the honest. joke
0: game with the boobs. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's
2: really that bad. silly 3D fighter with the jiggle physics that you know is trying its darndest to like get some you know credibility. It, it definitely is craving some respect. But unfortunately, like you know, I mean, in the entire tier of three D fighters, like okay, nobody can touch Virtual Fighter, but yeah, that it may not be the
0: popular, it may not win the popularity contest, but it's a Tekken, very yeah. solid mechanically game, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: but I think it's, like, it's it's a very strong sprite to the Pepsi that is Tekken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Do you think um, what keeps this series going besides the fanboys and obviously, uh, you know, the the amazing the- Tatas? <laughs>
0: I think that's it. Nothing that's else it, right? is holding this game back. I mean, See, I people think that this game is a bit fluff when it comes to the fighting. Well, it's but very fluff. With actually. The holds, actually, yeah, for part one, part two, and part three, yeah. at least from part four five, especially, they actually did try to make it a little less easy for you to counter things, a even bit more though technical, it's super yeah. fast. This one, part six, I think they kind of nailed that formula with the. the break break holds and the the multiple uh, counters that you can do and you have to do with the high, mediums and lows. so There's actually some strategy and mind games we can implement with this game. And not every character fights fights the same. I mean, like the scientist I mentioned, Nico, she has short range but she has quite a number of low hits, a lot of highs that go to lows so you kind of need to learn how to parry low attacks per se. Diego, I mean he's kind of boring but he hits really, really hard and he's a really good beginner character. Okay. And Tina, she grapples a lot, so you try to break th- throws, basically, to get away from her.
2: I and mean, but... It... So the thing is, right, I mean, if you want to go back in history, like Dead Life 1, Dead Life 2 didn't make much of a dent in the arcade scene because you had games like Tekken, you had Virtual Fighter. So it definitely didn't find any sort of foothold when it came to competitive fighting. But Day Unfortunately, Day Life, yeah. Unfortunately, but I think Dead Life 3 actually sold Xboxes in Asia because it did for the Xbox in Asia what Halo did for the Xbox in the US. Okay. It was a launch title here in Asia. So a lot of mm. people's first introduction to like Xbox the console was also that pre-packaged Dead or Live 3 that came with it. Damn. I think
0: this is the one where the Karate Girl debuted. She replaced one boring character in the past games. I think it was Ayane. Hitomi. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: Hitomi was... Well, Ayane was the second two. game and Helena. Um, really? The third one is Hitomi. I that's, can't really recall I mean. it, but I
2: do remember like a lot of my friends when they bought uh, the classic Xbox back in the days, like that was their first fighting game as well. Oh, because it just came free. It was that. I mean, there was. Uh, I think there was two bundles here in Singapore specifically. There was the Day of Life bundle, and then there was the Forza bundle, which came, I think, a few months later.
1: the Original Forza.
2: I think so. Yeah,
1: I can't recall the because one.
2: the thing oh. is that we never had the Halo bundle until much later because Halo, like, uh, like in Asia, like the FPS scene was mm-hmm. basically Counter Strike. Quick. Yeah. So like a game like Halo, like when you when you're trying to sell like an FPS game on a console back like to us in, in, in those days was like, nah, we're not interested. But something like Dead O Life is like I mean, it's fun to watch. I mean it's the kind of yeah, game where is. like if you had it in the in your department store and it's, that's the, the, the demo game on the display, yep. everybody's gonna stop and take a look.
1: Yeah, because it's so pretty. (laughs) Especially all the kids have to be dragged away by their (laughs) bums.
2: Especially all the the oddly aroused children.
1: It's like, what's going on? (laughs) All these 10-year-old boys going, I want an Xbox. My pants feels funny.
2: Okay, but I mean, I do understand that, like, yeah, they've been kind of like the whipping boy or whipping girl <laughs> for, like, the fighting games in a while. Well. So, I mean... Uh, maybe jo- they like it. Maybe they- that's how they like it. That's how they like it. Yeah, so, I mean, like, John, So, you've you got, like, a niche group, yeah. Do you think much. Dead life 6 is maybe gonna... It's not gonna take over games like Tekken or Virtua Fighter, but do you think it's it on par with, like,
0: Soul Calibur? Uh, I guess not really, because <laughs> I do feel Soul <laughs> Calibur is a bit more... Soul Calibur more complex. only has one pair of titties, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's I definitely be... a bit more complex than most 3D no, fighting is... games. But, but no, it to its, again, having They're an like... accessible fighting game is actually really good because, again, the tutorial for this game is actually really, really detailed. Like, So if you yeah, want yeah. to learn fighting games, you learn how to parry in fighting games or 3D fighting games and sidestepping. The tutorial for their Life sticks is actually pretty good for that. So you can actually take that knowledge and learn how Tekken works or learn how... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean,
2: that's what I said. It's like, when I compare it to, like, say, it's Baby's first virtual Fighter, it's like, it's definitely a good entry point to even more, like, challenging games. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe Which is kind
0: of w- sad that uh, it's not making a debut at EVIL for obvious reasons we discussed a while back. Oh yes, yeah, so uh, according
2: to our Evil Japan episode, so it's not going to come out in EVIL.
0: Who cares?
2: The, the fans, whoever wants to play a, a Day of Life fighting game, they're going to buy this Day of Life fighting game. Yeah, I'm going to buy gonna... this Day of Life fighting game, sir.
1: It's probably going to be the first game not t- streamed on Twitch. You think so?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll... I'll... I haven't seen it on Twitch. No, it's gonna be on Steam,
1: yet, yes. right? It's coming. There, out. It some is on real, Steam, is like, it? Right now. Ancient As Games on Twitch, right now. Mm. There, like, at one point, I went on to like five people watching the original KOTOR. Still a good game. Mm. Yeah, I well, mean, it's still a good game, but mm. like, wow. <laughs> For people
2: who just needs to. Like, okay. Bravo
1: to the one streamer wanting to play that game.
2: I don't know. I mean, there's people still playing StarCraft Classic, there's people still playing Diablo 2 on yeah. Twitch. yeah. yeah. Those I mean, games there is an like. audience for whatever it is you're into. There's also a uh, a hentai for whatever it is you're into. Anyway, hentai. so um,
1: speaking of hentai,
2: speaking of... not, uh, let's wrap this All up. Right. So, John, uh, how overall score? What do you think?
0: Uh, if they put that update I mentioned, probably a seven, but it's still gonna be a six out of ten for me. So not it's, essential,
2: but worth not essential, but at a least try. worth
0: yeah, worth a try at least if you got if hopefully it gets a discount or. I mean like if how that's the way this? it can be a free to play game like the fifth game as well if it can do that that'll be good
2: maybe so. let's uh, maybe go at a different angle for your first entry into 3D fighters if games like Virtual Fighter or Tekken looks a bit too complicated for you do you think their of Life is a good basically to oh, yeah, me. this will be a
0: good introduction for it's a good introduction. 3D okay, fighting there games there you go yes. and yeah j- jiggle physics all the way Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who isn't in that kind of thing? And
0: speaking yeah, of Japanese you. Girls in Peril. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. We can the talk about Resident for? Evil 2. All right. 2, uh, All right. A, a game that we've been playing for quite a bit, or rather, I've been playing. I'm not sure about you guys. Yeah, ever since videos. it came out. Well, in I played the original
2: Resident <laughs> Evil 2 when it came out on the PlayStation. Okay, wow. that,
0: ca- that counts, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so. Back in 1998, sirs. 98? So 98. So Back of. Oh, so I Jesus. think about a month ago, yeah, Resident Evil 2, the remake, came out, and it sold quite a lot of copies, like 4 million shipped, and of course probably it sold those a lot numbers, of copies. yeah, because it's yeah. nostalgia pandering, more or less. Yeah, opening
2: but weekend was 4
0: million copies. No, 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 I think it totally shipped, like, 4 million copies, I think they just announced this news, like, a few days ago. I think it's At even more, because
1: it's doing, sh- it's doing better than the original, uh, sorry, it's doing better than RE7, and that was 5 million? Mm. I mean I yeah, think yeah, it's projected so it'll definitely
2: it I mean there are tons of people who have heard about this game and probably
0: this is gonna be their one opportunity to like you know see what the big deal is about yeah and also clamoring for a remake for this game I think this has been happening since Code Veronica came out and that was 2000 Three, I think two, even before uh-huh. that, two thousand two. Yeah, when like the the
2: remake came out on the
0: the GameCube, the the first,
2: yeah. it wasn't really a HD master, I would say, but it was. It's like a revamp
0: of it, you know, like an, some stages have been modified, a lot of things have been changed, like a little bit of things have been changed, like the shark. I don't remember a shark in the first Resident Evil. Oh, there was a shark in the first one, but you don't remember the shark. <laughs> no, no, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> there were
1: three triangles, which you were told was a shark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, good old PS one days. Oh yeah. Oh man, I miss that so
2: much. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) yeah, I do. Anyway, so uh, maybe we should also go straight into it. Uh, What does this do differently, and what are the improvements here, Uh, Mister Toffee?
0: Okay, the improvements so far are better controls. Of course, they're actually Mm -hmm. following the control scheme from Resident Evil Four, right down to the dynamic camera angle where everything's in front of you and get to do a quick turn, yeah, and everything. The levels are kind of... I mean, you still have to go to the police station, you gotta go to the underground lab, and you gotta do that Final Fight at the end with the G-Virus thing. I believe it's called yeah. G-something. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the basic plot points are there. I mean, you still have the split story, and you have to play... Once you finish your main character's story, you have to play the other character's story to see his side of the story, or her side of the story, since you play either Leon or Claire. I guess the main differences are... Zombies are a little tougher to fight now because they're bigger bullet sponges than before. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, that, Mr. Think, X, the guy yeah. who, who appeared in the second run of the last game, he made his appearance pretty early on in this remake. Like, he appears right after you go back the second time to the police station.
2: I think like, on, a, be- yeah, on a... Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, having Mr. X appear later in the original <laughs> game made a lot of sense because I think it would definitely require at least 10 hours of play... For you to get used to the tank controls, because Mr. X was the unkillable thing, yeah, which yeah, would piss yeah. you off. So having him appear earlier, especially with the new control scheme, definitely made a lot of sense. And I'll, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I would also take on tension, like yeah. having the zombies be a bit more bullet spongy.
1: Like even headshots don't do shit unless you hit oh, no. just the right moment. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And you gotta so. use a better gun as well if you can find one in the goddamn police station. Mm. <laughs> oh, and um, yeah, yeah, and Go also to the armory. Game. I remember enemies were fixed in the last game. This one. If you don't put planks at particular areas in the windows of the police station, you'll actually have more zombies popping up when you come back to that same area again. Which means you have to kind of navigate better when you see more zombies popping up or just shoot their legs either way.
2: So what do you think warranted this game's existence? Did Capcom like finally listen to the fans or is it basically uh we need to buy some more time before Resident Evil
0: 8 so let's just It's like, probably a little bit of both. I mean they yeah. need something to capitalize on Resident Evil 7's huge success. But then, the the deserve- best one in the series hands down. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah? Yeah. And down. Seven. A lot of fans have been clamoring for a Resident Evil 2 remake. I mean, the closest we gotten was maybe an HD graphical remake on PC that came out maybe a while ago. It was fine. Remember it was this?
2: like the remastered edition. I remember yeah. that.
0: And because the first Resident Evil remake was actually pretty well-received on the good. GameCube and on PC. It was PC, really good. Yeah, so this is basically a logical step for that. It's just maybe timing-wise because... The guy who directed this game, um, Hideki Kamiya, he obviously is running Platinum. He's actually work- working on that other game on Platinum Games, I believe. So we need a new director who actually worked on Resident Evil to do this. So I guess we have a who's this guy? Eh? Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> who's this guy? Kazunori Kazu- Kanoe. I believe he actually worked on uh, Resident Evil Revelations two and Resident Evil five, which I Those think is like his, like his main design. I moves. mean,
2: Resident Evil Revelations is to be kind of underrated. It gets a lot of hate for being like you know. I would say, a bit more action-y and and less horror. But,
0: I mean, I'm a fan.
2: I mean, like that's the same complaint people gave also for Resident Evil 4, which is the best of the classic Resident Evils.
0: Yeah. But you could actually see from part 1 to part 3, it actually got a bit more action-y for a survival horror game. You still Mm. get bullets, but they're limited. You get a rocket launcher to kill a final boss for one thing. And I remember in part 3, yeah, Nemesis just keeps chasing you and you kind of need to be on your toes and not waste bullets. But you also need to fend them off. I which is know. what you get to do in with Mr. X in part 2 here I think
2: right? it's also a reaction to the fact that Silent Hill 2 blew the doors open on the survival horror genre because oh, yeah. literally it's like Resident Evil could not out scare like Silent Hill so, so it decided I, to outgun it with part 4 they decided to outgun it with part 4 because I think it was I mean was Resident Evil 4 one of the pioneering third person shooters right I mean third person yeah, view it
0: actually influenced Cliffy B to Cliff Blazinski to, to do you know, Gears, do of, Gears War of War that way right wow yeah. Yeah,
2: and also, I mean, like, hey, you know, you can always thank the Japanese for the innovation. And it was a very clever way to introduce, like, 16 by 9 screen.
1: Remember when games actually tried to make different things to appeal to different audiences rather <laughs> than all chasing the same thing? <laughs> well, it's more I, like working with limitations
0: because at the time, I yes. th- th- as much as a GameCube is a powerful machine at the time, <laughs> I don't think it can do much.
1: It's so funny to say. Oh, it was so powerful for its time. At the time, yeah. <laughs> right,
2: it is a powerful machine, but the problem is like the capacity of the the the
1: discs. Yeah,
2: it was those tiny little CDs, which was adorable. It's and one of those hard things, to keep.
1: It's one of those Nintendo things where they're very innovative in one area, and then another area they cut back. It's like, well, you have hmm. to
2: understand. Like that was their first foray into a uh, media that could be copied because they were like still doing the cartridge thing even oh, yeah. up to in sixty four because they were so afraid of piracy. Yeah. But then again, I mean, like, I would always... And people app- found ways in the end. That's a crazy thing. Of so. course. Every, every, we're in Asia. We pirate everything. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, no. so um, I also want to say this. Like, does it kind of lose a little bit of its mystique or its charm, though? Because it is technically kind of a new game because you do approach it differently. I mean, I'm not going to say that I miss tank controls, but there's something <laughs> about that that, you know... I mean, there's also a part of me that wishes... Like, you that mean kind like of the wish,
0: dialogue or
2: like the story that goes on, like I mean, the love story between daytime Even, even, even yeah. the really awful narrative, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, but... I would love for like maybe you know current generation or even younger generation
0: gamers to be like
2: this is what we had to deal with
0: back in the day why are you all complaining <laughs> there are still a little I mean I don't think there are that many cheesy moments in rest, in this remake I mean the dialogue's a bit more serious but I mean you. I mean, Claire still you know meets up with Sherry and then I has mean, to deal with the police captain and all that stuff it's and like, uh, Leon and Ada has this whole chemistry going on but yeah, it's, it's a level done in a more gritty B- I mean I would say gritty lads
1: dialogue that's what I love about the Resident Evil a better way
0: I guess I mean I actually it's better than the
1: original like you were almost a Jill sandwich (laughs) (laughs) I mean that
0: (laughs) has his camp I mean don't get me wrong that has its camp but I'd still prefer the way they treated they tried to. It's best to make it a, still a campy kind of game, but it's yeah. still kind of serious in its own way. Half serious. I half mean, the, the, that's what I
2: kind of love about the first three Resident Evil games because they were obviously taking influences from a lot of crappy, like you know, zombie B movies, and then poorly. And also, good, good ones Japanese. like George well, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can definitely the English is part of the charm. Yeah, I mean, some, when things get lost in translation, then you have an entire like before memes, boys, hoy, but like then like for. Part 4 and Part 5, it kind of took a more serious tone. And then like, yeah, Part 7 happened. And Part 7 was basically, what if the director of the Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre made a video game? Yeah. And I it was, think for and this it was, remake, they actually took some cues from uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. So it's a bit of, of a throwback, right? serious it, it can get with the lighting and everything. Except mm. for a 3D game that's, I think, set in the 90s, 2000s, because there's still typewriters at work in this game. It's it's weird People because have typewriters, yeah.
1: It's like there's definitely like typewriters and the computers are old but they still have USB sticks. Yeah, you have a USB stick rather in the game, f- yes. Rather than like a floppy disk?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. there was USB powered typewriters back in the day. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was alive then. <laughs> I remembered <Yeah>, yeah. those. <laughs> anyway, they were called IBM
0: ThinkPads. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> wow. So uh But I, mean, no, I think with a different perspective, there's also a different kind of challenge, right? How to actually make this game scarier this new perspective? Simple, like like I mentioned, make the zombies bullet sponges. You kind of have to avoid them and conserve bullets. Mm. Put in Mr. X early in the game, like after particular sections and whatnot. After and make boss,
1: the liquors disgusting as hell and almost impossible <laughs> to kill as well. Oh, uh, usually half the
0: time I'm just running away because either I'm conserving bullets and grenades for like the next fight. Or you ran through liquor That's rooms? pretty much it. Yeah, you can man. run away from liquors dude yeah it's easy what you just gotta save your ammo
1: <laughs> but you have to like leisurely walk past liquors that's the main problem <laughs> mm. it's like don't mind me
0: oh I yeah
1: <laughs> even though they say they go by hearing and smell it's like so they can still smell your stanky ass walking past <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> much sure,
2: sure. anyway do you think does this mean we're gonna get a Resident Evil 3 remake because to Eventually, me that's the weakest think, of the original trilogy Like
1: they, said yeah, they the thing, it can actually make enough...
0: part 3 really well, better in this case because you think so they you got, Will the, they Mr. Improved? X, you got the, the Mr. X mechanic happening in this part 2 yeah, in this then... remake so I guess the developers can be like how to make that scarier and yeah. you know much more updated for this perspective I mean I
2: said it with my Resident Evil 7 uh, review where you know how to make it scarier just switch to first person Mm. Yeah. yeah, straight away is even more terrifying. But
1: limited camera angle makes it because in this game you can still kind of see Mr. X chasing you when you're running away. Or yeah, because you, see you have periphery vision.
2: Around? Yeah, whereas like if, if things are first person, like the moment you turn around and something appears in front of you, yeah, you will yep. shoot your too friends. late. Yeah.
1: Also, thank God for the modding community being so active because
2: <laughs> that's gonna happen, right?
1: The, the best mod I've ever seen is uh, they play x Give It To You whenever he busts into the room. <laughs> oh, yes, they did that.
0: That was hilarious. I wish I had the PC version instead. <laughs> I, would, no, I would put man, that mod I, in pretty I, quick. I, that's amazing. Having Mr. X, I want to hear the DMX woof, woof yeah. every time he... <laughs> oh, and then there's also a one mod where they change Mr. X into Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes!
1: And yeah, they the play fun. the music yes, as well when he comes in. They
2: have to do that. They've been doing that since Skyrim, right? Yeah, they have to have a yes. Thomas the Tank Engine it's mod. Like, Thank you.
1: It's just... Mm. That confirmation that Thomas Hagnagen is fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. like, and, and, and,
0: from, and looking at those clips, he really is when he just bursts in through the door and it breaks a damn wall, you know? No,
1: even the original uh, stop motion animations, he's creepy as fuck. Yeah, because. Like, that big <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> mm. Hi, kids.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is giving me an I'm idea. Kill someone, yeah. I,
1: you know, I would, love, I would love for
2: when Mr. X come in and you have the DX theme kick it. Oh, yeah. You D- know? Suck it! Break it down! Okay, it. enough. So, uh,
0: this is definitely going to be heavily recommended here at the last game, right? Yeah, for sure. have I have to say yes. I mean, it's been a while since I played part 2. I think it's probably 10 years or so, but mm, yeah, I think this More game than actually, that, this... sir. It came out in 1998, remember? <laughs> I know, I know. But still, it's been a while, dude. But I can say this is a really, really good game. Even without the context of the remake, it's still a really fun... It's So it stands on its own legs, right? Harrowing, uh, yeah, horror game. Because, again... It's all about inventory management, it's all about bullet management, like figuring out how to get from point A to point B. And the best part is, even if you finish a game, there's this whole repayability factor because you when I when I finish a game once, I mean the both the second run and all that, I got like B and A basically. So I'm like telling to myself, Yeah, I kinda wanna get a higher score than that, so I'm playing it all over again and trying to actually at least try to finish the damn game like in less than three hours or so.
1: It's interesting that there's still games that do that because most games... We need more try games that make that, dude. When, yeah. well, it's yeah. because often games like that can't really exist today because there's so many more games to your attention all the time. Yeah, I get that. Whereas back in the day when you were poor and got that one game for five months, you better be playing that over and over I'm and over sure again.
2: I'm pretty sure there's a lot of 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds out there who can only afford one game a month yeah,
1: or get, even a year. Yeah, they get Fortnite and then they buy the skins. Eesh. Yeah, <laughs> with their mummy's credit cards yes it's and actually a even, serious problem
0: <laughs> and even with that replayability factor I believe Resident Evil 2 is getting like um, episodic content coming in for free there's gonna be DLC? Yeah, it's DLC yeah I think free DLC yeah basically because
1: you play the mayor's daughter I think one of the DLCs and one of the uh, uh, one of the commandos I, hmm. I
0: think so yeah yeah and then of course you get to unlock the force survivor where you play a block of tofu in the police station which I is mean funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean that's nice and all but truly what fans really want you know what the, what's the DLC we all really want What? what? when When are we going to get our Mila Jovovich skin
1: oh god <laughs> <laughs> well technically we have Ava which is close enough yeah but, you she's know. still got her weird cocktail dress which she's wearing in a sewer
0: I think part 3 <laughs> might do that because like, you know it's Jill one of those... Valentine did dress up as you know Mil- Mila Jovovich or the other way around you know the short skirt and everything
2: mm-hmm. so uh, what's your final score
0: uh, let's see I'll give it a hearty, hearty recommendation. Probably an eight out of ten. Oh. I think it might get higher if I finish playing the, try to get an S and everything, or play the other episodes. But so far, it's a solid recommendation. So like you have eight to keep 10.
1: playing it over and over again to get the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I an I actual do... video game. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Like an actual video
0: game. In fact, this is the same, These are the same mechanics from the original Resident Evil 2, just made for this year. So, okay. And so also me, try out hardcore mode as well. So.
1: No, no, go ahead, go ahead.
2: So, here's a question I want to ask you. Uh, What would you rate the original Resident Evil 2?
0: Back in the day, dude, it's like a 9 out of 10. It's still one of those games that kind of so stuck this, to me, basically. So, this is
2: one point short, why? Because it's the same thing?
0: Because what? I've only played, like, what, 10 hours of it. I kind of want to f- mm-hmm. play it more and more and see what I can get I see, out of it, mostly. Yeah, I think the thing is, like,
2: from what I've witnessed, right, I would definitely. Wholeheartedly recommend, at least. So I mean, for the, the younger generation of gamers out there who have heard the stories, and heard the legends of Resident Evil two, and who have probably seen all the YouTube clips and seen everybody discuss this game to death, finally there's a version for you that you can like latch onto that will match the kind of uh, modern gameplay style. I mean, it's not locked into some draconian like control system anymore.
0: Yeah, it's really but, hard to go back to those controls after playing. But this also, version. at the
2: same time, if you can. Play the original Resident Evil 2 because there's nothing more terrifying than run away, running away from Mr. X with tank controls. Well, can you start kind of calling shit, 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 shit? Or like going through a door and have the camera change angle and you, when you were pressing left now you're going right back towards the zombie again? But that is the
1: most <laughs> troll ass thing. The main no, it's just how could ever the games do. are made back Ugh. then
2: because like, you could not render entire scenes so you always had fixed camera angles. And so fixed like, enemies as well, too. So it's a, so it's a kinda totally kinda different experience. But I, I, I see, like, I mean, if I mean I would definitely give this game, like, a perfect 10. If, like, you just packaged in the the, 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 the classic game. Mm-hmm. Like, just Fair basically, or, it. like, you know, you do, like, how like other games do. It's like, I always love it when you play some, some sort of a remaster of a game. And then you enter some secret room and then you just, oh, here's the original game. Free.
1: Or, like, <laughs> with the Master Chief Collection, where you play original Halo as Halo original graphics. Or like when you I'm, play I'm, when you I'm play so, Doom and yeah.
0: you enter a room and oh here's classic Doom. Oh, there it is. I'm still I'm still waiting for that free update where you actually get the PS1 original Claire and Leon skins. Basically what? the polygonal version. Oh You can God. do that. In this, this game is this a Resident upon Resident ten upon 10 already.
1: <laughs> I think you can get the original costumes already just,
0: you know. Oh yeah, that that's like the original costumes in the in that engine. We're talking about like polygonal Claire and Leon. So mm. wait, what's the, uh, oh really, you can get the, yes, the basic, yes, yeah. Wow,
2: yes, yeah. I with oh, the, the triangle out titties, the yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, uh, where's this available on, PS4, Xbox? Uh,
0: PC, PS4, and Xbox One, all the major consoles. Yeah.
2: So there is no reason for you not to get these game boys and girls, please mm. get yourself a copy of Resident Evil Remake, one of the greatest games of all time, finally remastered, and uh, tweaked and tuned for all you uh, kids out there who can't handle tank controls. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So um, being a
1: real old man here,
2: yeah. But if you can <laughs> get wrecking
1: a... mud, Dave. We had time day. Control, so we happy We only it. had
2: one analog stick, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, speaking of uh, evil people residing, yeah.
1: <laughs> shall we? My segue about doing things over and over again well, that was that I wasn't it? Uh, go for it. There we go. Speaking of having to do something over and over again, <laughs> like this segue. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the movie because you know it's the last king, and we talk about movies as well. And I went to see the sequel to the surprisingly good Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to you. That's the number two and the letter U.
2: Clever titling there from the the geniuses of uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Absolutely.
0: <laughs>
2: oh man, what's wait? What's the next Fast and Furious gonna be called again?
0: Um, it's has to follow the nine or something. So it's so, what F nine to quit yeah
1: <laughs> there, <laughs> there you f9 go press f9 to quit this it, franchise i mean they've got that sh- uh sean hobbs re- uh standalone sure
2: whatever yeah which and fast and furious guided.
1: and they've established <laughs> superpowers so yeah you know, okay. fuck it why not one is like
2: the rock who's got the power of kicking guys through walls and the other has got the power of the cockney accent apparently
1: and Idris Elba literally has a superpower suit wait Idris Elba's in it yeah he's wait, a villain he had so much potential i know <laughs> god damn it you were supposed to be the next bond well hey he survived the second Ghost Rider movie so uh happy death day to you yes what's it about so <laughs> uh please uh use the paper and pencils i've provided <laughs> for you so first movie is wait do you want me to introduce this segment yeah sure go ahead i'm gonna introduce it uh
2: ladies and gentlemen Last uh Welcome to Eccentric Tom Explains Happy Death Day to you in under three minutes.
1: So, original sorority girl from first movie has to do the same stuff again, but alternative timeline and killer's not trying to get her this time. That was 30 seconds. Oh, there's some extra stuff like Mother's Alive, um, something else, something else, something else, something Alternate else.
2: Alternate timeline, uh, Asian Scientist.
1: Yeah, uh, well, Asian Scientist, Asian Scientist and... Female Asian scientists.
2: Ah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, All the okay, demographics. Exactly. <laughs> now you're interested. Yeah, <laughs> Does she... she have jiggle physics?
1: No. Does de- her physics jiggle? She's definitely the kind of repressed lesbian vibe going on. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, the main character is a hot sorority girl. Like, what could you be complaining about? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, <laughs> look, this movie is convoluted as fuck. Oh, no, it's okay. We have time. <laughs> indeed we do because
2: we we have definitely a time loop mechanic where you can explain this movie again to us sure if you want
1: yeah absolutely so So in the beginning in the beginning there was man (laughs) so if you finish this story you get an S rating or an A
0: rating how does this work (laughs) what skins do you have what do you unlock
2: that's what's important
1: (laughs) it's all coming apart (laughs) so happy
2: death day to you starring The Rock and uh, Idris Elba (laughs)
1: Oh my god. Alright. See, this is what happens when Captain Marvel doesn't come
2: out in time. We have to talk about these
0: movies. <laughs> yeah. Look,
1: this movie is good.
0: Alright, so... Okay, why is it good? Alright, maybe this premise, up, up,
1: up. I'm going to assume that everyone has seen the original Happy Death Day. If you haven't, stop this.
2: Please, God's <laughs> sake, stop this. Got to Netflix. It's probably out there by now. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's...
1: It's a fun movie. Hour and a half long. Fairly clever. It's better than you'd expect from a Blumhouse Low level production Yeah I, mean, I think it cost Like 3 million to make And It looks good For the money I had
2: Oh it's 3 times Cheaper than Split
1: Yeah <laughs> <Cool>. and, it, <laughs> and it's 5,000 times do you, know how,
2: do you know how They save money Yeah They just kept re- Reshooting the same scenes Over and over again <laughs> And they just <laughs> use okay. All the different takes And Okay that's the movie that, that's The sure, movie that, is yeah, the same sure. scene With all 20 takes Back to front okay, That's how you That's how you make money Boys and girls So
1: Second movie, they explain why the time loop was happening in the first movie. Ah, okay. And I'll say right now, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is fucking stupid. <laughs> it is the most dumb thing and it, they use like the most corny ass science shit to explain it. And then they show how it happens with the worst After Effects I've seen this Ooh. side of a student movie. Okay. It's like Ooh, just, just adding like blue neon effects. But doesn't it not add to the, the charm of the cheapness of. Oh, like... absolutely. And then there's a slow mo scene. Sure. Which I can tell they didn't use proper slow mo cameras. Of course. They only had. Are the we iPhone talking, 7. About
0: 1990s, uh, we're talking about 1990s shitty CG. Basically. Nah, s- it's not that bad, right? The
1: stuff they had to make before they had Phantoms. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah.
2: okay. Cool, so maybe After Effects 3. Yeah. It, on Windows it 95.
1: Like, <laughs> it looks like the slow-mo you get on your iPhones. Okay. Which, it's not bad, but it's definitely not
2: good. This is Blumhouse, ever. okay? We yeah. need to make another get out. Get so- in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it's all get just a setup. <laughs> it's just a setup to have the main character do the time loop again. But this time, things are a bit different. She's in a different timeline. And so there are enough things which are different to where at first she's really pissed off because she has to do it again to lead to some pretty funny scenes where she has to do the timely from the beginning of the first movie. And she's just so done that she's just rude to everybody. <laughs> like, there's a subplot in the first movie of one of her exes that she conv- is convinced wants to kill her because she jilted uh, him. Turns out he's actually a repressed homosexual, and her dumping him made him finally confident to, you know, experiment. Cool. Justifying so, for a queer eye season three. Yeah. So in this movie, <laughs> where she has that encounter with him again, she just screams in his face, "You're gay!" <laughs> and runs off. <laughs> when did she become Mister Chow? <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. I, I really loved a lot for that. And then, so this time she has to do the time loop ag- again. But not because because of reasons. Yeah, yeah. but she's not being killed by the serial killer this time. This time she has to kill herself because they she has to try and fix the time loop by using the machine. But they need time to do it. But she doesn't have the time because she keeps dying. So she says, OK, on my own terms, I'm going to tell you what I know. I'll remember what you've done. I'll kill myself. Come back, explain everything, start again. And then we have like in the first movie, a death montage. Mm. And it has that scene from uh, the trailer where she's jumping out of an airplane in a bikini. And it's got a perfect payoff.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay. Good. I am convinced. Yeah, she. She's going to go and watch this movie in a now. Yeah, and then right there's a
1: scene with a wood chipper, which is also fantastic. Yeah, it,
2: a lot of movies can be improved with a wood chipper.
1: Yeah. And so it finally resolves, and there's, you know, the heartfelt moments, there's the. Haha, <laughs> I got the reveal, but actually it's not quite what the reveal is. It's something else. It's the of twist within a twist that happened in the first movie. Mm. And it gets resolved. I don't want to explain the story beats too much because mm. there's some nice spoilery parts, which I think you don't want to enjoy as much if you know that they're coming. Okay. And it does get resolved at the end, but there's still enough of unresolved shit so that they can make a third movie. And they clearly want to make a third movie.
0: So will you say this is better than the first film or do you think this shouldn't be made in the first place?
1: Uh, I don't think that's a fair question because I, w- it's not necessarily better. It's more of the same, but a good amount of the same. And it's definitely So it not, feels
0: fresh for you in a sense, is it?
1: Not necessarily fresh, but it's more like... It's kind of putting on that uh, very baggy um, hoodie that you've had for years to where, yeah, you probably have... Better looking stuff, cleaner stuff, but it's just you put it on and go, Oh, this is nice. It's it's comfortable to get back into it. Okay. And it's definitely not a needed sequel because the first movie I think wrapped it up perfectly in a little bow. You don't need to do it. Yeah. A sequel. Other than you just want to revisit the characters. Yeah. And I say but that Knowing can-
0: but knowing this uh, companies, they do want to make horror sequels out of something that moderately got some success. Dude, right? they I mean, franchise
2: made a the fuck out of like Insidious. Or, or, oh, don't whoa, forget The, bridge. the Conjuring. They also, yeah,
0: they yeah, also know, like, bridge.
1: Go back to the beginning. Paranormal Activity was their first there movie. There were seven movies, right? Yeah, yeah. That first movie they shot for like $20,000 and it made $80 million or something stupid. Yeah, it's not as if we spent an entire half hour talking about how it is important to remake good horror things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, was this movie about again? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... What really sells this movie is, apart from the premise, which is an interesting take on the horror genre, even though we've seen, you know, the repeating cycle before, a la Groundhog Day, a la Russian Doll. Fantastic uh, Netflix series by the way, go watch it. What really helps is that we have a cast of charismatic people who work very well together and they're just fun to watch. Dialogue is not the most original, but it's fun, it's self-aware enough to where you're not rolling your eyes. But it's not so meta where you're just like, okay, now you're trying to be too clever.
2: Basically a January release.
1: Yeah, but it's not the standard January release. You're like, oh, this is obviously shite, which you just had to release to, you know, meet your tax break. No, this is a good movie, which got released at the time it needs to. Valentine's, right? Yeah, which I think is a perfect uh, date movie because it's got the romance elements without being super corny. It's kind of like how Deadpool okay. was a good Valentine's movie. Fair
0: enough, fair <laughs> Still enough. Still is a very good Valentine's
1: movie. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, but um, let me ask you something. What does this movie do better than the first one?
1: I would say it leans harder into
2: the time loop thing. Because, like, the way you described it to me, it sounds very meta because this movie, I think, is trying to be very self-aware. Like, I have, like, Gremlins 2 vibes where the first movie said all it needed to say, but since the studio or, like, Blum himself is, like, Kind of like, you know, forcing us to do a sequel. Yeah, this is we're just gonna have fun with it.
1: I think it's definitely leaning more into that. It's not like well, I mean, maybe they did, but I don't think there was this grand three story arc that the <laughs> writers wanted to make with it. Obviously the first movie was some kid had a fun script that he wrote after watching Grand Day and Scream and said, "Oh, this would be fun. It sat on a shelf somewhere in Hollywood for years until Jason Blum picked it up and went, Oh, I could make some money off of this and started making it. Mm. I like, that was the origin story the first movie made enough money to where they said let's do this again because the first movie's budget was also three million right it was a very low amount yeah but it made back a very good amount of money Like not even like the standard hit it and quit that most yeah. horror movies make but a good I think 70, 80 million dollars or I something? Mean, I mean, it's Whoa. very safe. Like, it's safe yeah. to
2: say that Jason Blum is this generation's Roger Corman.
1: For sure. He has the magic touch. I don't think there's been a single flop of a Blumhouse movie. Because things are done so cheap, it's
2: very hard it to break the be flop. I mean, it, uh, like, even say, like, the last Paranormal Activity, it didn't flop,
0: it just ran out of steam.
1: Yeah, it still made his money and then some, but it's just like, yeah, we can't ring this anymore. So mm. they
0: stopped at number, what, five or six or seven now?
1: I think it was seven. Seven, when seven. they... Ooh, I think also they started introducing uh, Latinx people instead of, you know, standard white people. And then people were like, yeah, no, minorities would not stick around in the haunted house.
2: <laughs> according to Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, according to every black guy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, but, man. And yet this movie is just, it's fun. It's, you know, it's hour and 40 minutes, but you don't feel that go by. It really just you know, moves along at a very nice steady pace. Where you have the right amount of twists and turns and developments to keep you invested and interested and it's got one hell of a climax which is both equal parts funny touching and scary although i would say it's definitely got less of the horror trappings of in here than it did in the first movie the first movie definitely lent a bit harder into like the slasher genre yeah this one it's kind of like the switch between evil dead and evil dead 2. Yeah, well, okay. even the two okay. were still, there's still horror in it, but it's definitely like, okay, we're selling it more on the. Come to have angle. fun with this, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I would
2: definitely compare Happy Death Day to movies of that ilk because it's like. I mean, there was a time in the 80s when you had movies like Critters or House 2 or Puppet <laughs> Master. Yeah, like, and all it these gets stupider by each It entry. gets dumber, but the thing is. Especially, like, you know, with uh, slasher movies, like, I mean, the perfect example would be, like, Freddy Krueger and the Nightmare series. Oh, for sure, yeah. (laughs) they lose the the horror element and it just gets campier and funnier and zany and wackier, you start even rooting for the villain. And then you have the other path which is like the Friday the 13th series where it just gets gorier and a little bit more uh, macabre and sick. Over the top yeah. per se. I mean, I yeah, think yeah, Jason I mean, was on a ship at one point, right? We still cheer for Jason and like all the uh, very imaginative ways he dispatches these teenagers. And I think that's in creative c- ways. Yeah. Very creative ways. You know, oh man. I mean, Jason is- takes Manhattan when he punches that guy's head off. <laughs> oh yeah. And it like, lands in a dumpster. Perfect. Brilliant. Well, but like, you know, I would say this is like I think that is currently what's really missing in the horror landscape right now because there is a lot of... Um I see attention going towards, like, a lot of these filmmakers making very successful horror movies, like Hereditary, yeah. like Get Out, like, even A Quiet Place. It's become
1: more psychological tension. I guess so. I mean, like, it's very, like, uh, it parallels with
2: horror in the 70s, where mm-hmm. it's, like, very serious and it's very, like, I mean, it's designed to really scare you. And then like there's... I think it's
1: kind of a reactionary thing because yeah. horror in the 2000s was a fucking mess
0: yeah there's a lot of remakes <laughs> yeah that was that haunting of hill house or some shit, yeah, or they, the haunting, which got remade again yeah. yeah well
1: that was 1990 that was really old oh, i mean like yeah, even like texas chainsaw too. massacre and
0: like uh,
2: nightmare on elm Street got their gritty reboots which we didn't really care for yeah it's yeah because, they, look, they look a bit off
0: and it felt yeah, like oh you're doing the same thing over they again-ish. basically
1: decided that horror was dead like everyone just collectively decided that horror wasn't worth it anymore, so there was. I mean, for a good just five a years. waste
2: because, like, after that, you had the whole hor- the torture porn scene take over with yeah. Saw and
0: Hostel. Which so was horror- again A, yeah.
1: a one trick pony flogged to death and then some. Yeah, definitely uh, uh, death.
0: Yeah, don't forget Saw. I, again, like I said, yeah, like you said Saw had so many sequels, dude. Yeah, so.
2: Did you just go back in time? <laughs> I think to before did, yes. I said Saw. Yeah.
1: But you also remember something like Saw came out and that really just. The, 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 the and then Evil Dead yeah. Two came out, which yeah. wasn't like a funnier version of Evil
2: Dead One, and people were confused. Yeah.
1: Mm. So the story about Happy Death Day to you. <laughs> so, okay, let's stop this bit, please.
2: <laughs> so I would say this is that I'm I'm very much welcoming to the thought of like more movies like Happy Death Day because we do need that very popcorn like you know just watch it one time, enjoy it. Maybe it'll, I mean I don't think it will latch on to pop culture in general. But then again, there are people out there who still talk about critters too. There's gonna there's gonna be a critters
0: remake. Yeah, I, listen, I think in about twenty years time we're gonna have. What is Scott Grimes doing there right or paranormal activity? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, in this the same vein,
1: probably won't become a mass media sensation, but this definitely I think can s- I can see having a cult following. I also something say that- like the
0: Purge as well, right? Where yeah, we have like four yeah. of these films right now as you speak.
1: Yeah, and five. whereas yeah. the Purge successfully got better with every movie. Yeah, I mean it had a very strong concept but it needed the budget to really fully realise the potential of that idea it basically which... had to not you know hamstring itself by doing a home invasion story
2: well I mean then again it's the Blumhouse budget yeah, you have 3 true. million dollars and half of it has to go to Ethan Hawke
1: yeah no he <laughs> managed to make Ethan Hawke sleep on his couch to count costs <laughs> which is brilliant I love it
2: I mean but then again it, to think of it uh, in other terms right okay I mean I mentioned movies like Friday the 13th uh, mentioned movies like Nightmare on Elm Street name one other slasher movie that came out this year. Like movies like this were were super prevalent in yeah. the 80s. We only had the Halloween re-requel uh retcon last year, year, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, like it was barely a slasher movie cuz only three people got like dispatched off on screen.
1: But yeah, when we saw a lot of aftermath. I, I still really like that uh Head Jackalanto. Oh, <laughs> the, the there you song. go. Yeah.
2: And then like okay, it's nice to know that even in 2019 we still have a slasher movie. I mean, there's not
1: really much slashing. I mean, the closest she gets is she gets she jumps off a building, escaping the slasher. I mean,
2: to me, it's the genius of Blumhouse. How do we make a slasher movie even cheaper? How do we just kill the same girl over and over again? <laughs> and or we just get part don't of the plot. have the
1: slasher pop and, up too many times. And then yeah. not this, have a slasher too. <laughs> because if this is the trope that you know all these slasher movies have, where it's the slutty t- uh, cheerleader who dies first. Yeah. So... It's just the one slutty cheerleader who gets killed over and over and over there again.
2: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's being very economical.
1: Although, I have to say that what I really liked in both movies, but especially in this one, is that we see extra levels of nuance to the, you know, mm. uh, preppy I mean, But would you compare girl. it
2: to something like Scream where they really take apart the tropes of the slasher genre?
1: I would say it's... Or it's more self-aware than... It's more self-aware because I think Scream was trying to do the film students take on the... Well, the third John...
2: one. The first one is actually yeah. quite brilliant.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this one is more just... I don't think it's, you know, so... Uh, like, oh, I'm so smart. It's just like, hey, let's play with this. So it's not trying to be too clever for no. its own good, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it knows what it is. This is definitely not going to go on any criterion collection.
0: But... It's Maybe the... the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: right next to Groundhog Day. But it's oh, obviously God. going to be a trilogy or a quandary. Oh, for and sure. Whatnot,
1: so. And I would happily see the the third movie because yeah it's stupid this movie has gone into stupid town but it's it's a fun kind of stupid town it's not the kind where you are you know stuck on mr bones's wild ride mm. this is the one where you willingly drank the kool-aid to jump along so
2: this is where i pitch to you all happy death day part three yeah where she goes back to medieval times and she has to find the book of the dead
1: and she has to get a chainsaw <laughs> for a hand
2: she, she gets a chainsaw for her leg yeah. and a hand <laughs> And wait, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Army of Darkness*. Aren't yeah. I? <laughs> no, but that's With the logical conclusion because how? Like the thing is, if this movie, if this movie does make money, dude, it will. It's already made back its money. Exactly. So it's like the thing is, right? I loved *The Evil Dead* remake a lot, yeah. And I was really hoping they would do a second one, but they didn't. Instead, they decided to go ahead and do a *Ash vs Evil Dead* TV show instead. Apparently, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but the thing but is, but they got like, cancelled, unfortunately. It got yeah. cancelled because yeah. stars. Yeah. But I would say this, right? I still want that sequel to The Evil Dead, but then more so than ever, I really want a remake. I want a high-budget version of Army of Darkness right now. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Okay, I mean, I'm sure
0: Game of Thrones is kind of like that.
1: (laughs) I yeah, think after the season done. of Game
0: of Thrones is done they could actually reuse that set for Armory of Darkness. How about I mean that? like fuck right you have all these White Walker
2: costumes that's gonna go to waste after the, like, the show finally ends. Yeah just sell it to Sam Raimi just... or whoever.
1: Yeah yeah. why don't you just
2: rent it out to Sam Raimi and crew or whoever it is. Yeah just, exactly. just get
1: that mob from Roma to uh, Sure! Just, like, what? The mob from Roma? Well mm. you know like the, the big scary riot happening outside. <laughs> like, if you could choreograph that many people why not? Just put makeup on before them
2: no but I also want like all those really cheesy like skeleton puppets that, that, oh man I, I want that oh, I, want, I want, to watch I want that? Peter Jackson level of do it yourself no
1: <laughs> I want a HD remake of Dead Alive
2: <laughs> we all do
1: I think we do yeah. we
2: all want a HD that yes uh. we definitely want that
1: That Loma was seen with modern day special effects. (laughs) Bring back that would be nice. Now, imagine (laughs) the full force of Weta behind that.
2: You know who would be amazing as the priest who kicks ass for the Lord? Yeah. David Tennant. Yes. David Tennant would be the perfect priest.
1: He already (laughs) kind of was that in the Fright Night remake, which was terrible. (laughs) I (laughs) liked
2: it. It was okay, but it's not Fright Night. Then again, yeah, there should have been a Fright Night 2 by now, right? That movie made no money. That movie mm-hmm. the no movie.
1: Anyway. It released that number seven in the box office. So what is Happy Death Day to you about again? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: this... we're, we're looping into this podcast over again. Yeah. This time... It... I really pity like people who are just tuning to the podcast at this very moment. Like, huh? talk... Yeah.
1: Wait, are I, like... you talking
0: about the same thing
1: two We are like times? nine layers deep into a bit, which even we don't understand properly.
2: Sure, why not? We've... So, <laughs> shall we wrap this up? Or... So Anything else thing, you want to add?
1: The thing about Happy Death Day to you is that it starts to scale. Do you know what? Now I'm thinking
2: what are you going to name the sequel? Because how do you insert a 3 in, into that? Oh, you just replace E's with 3's. Happy Death D380.
1: Or you could say uh, I love Happy Death Day and you do like the uh, uh, bracket uh, 3 that make a heart. Okay. Because we're already okay. text
2: speak. Uh, yeah, you know we have emojis now, right?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, You're such you such know. an old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's, he's doing what? what? I've drunk the wrong number. Lesser than three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I slept too long.
2: <laughs> yes, but, so I uh, will review a happy death Day 2. Basically, we just want an, an Army of Darkness remake by now. Yeah, but. That's your
0: rating, Army of Darkness. Yeah, Army of
1: Darkness. It. All right, it's three yeah. boomsticks out of five. Sensibly, this movie is a good 7 out of 10. It's dumb. It's kind of predictable. We didn't need the sequel, but fucking hell, I loved it so much. Hella fun. Yeah, and I would thoroughly recommend both of you watch the first Happy Death Day and watch this. You might be less kind to it than me, but I think you would have a good time. I with think what you
2: like, king fans, all, all you need to do is right—you need to have uh, both movies playing at the same time, side by side, on two different media players. <laughs> yeah, that will be the true way to enjoy this movie.
1: That would actually be... Because then you can I'd do the, that.
2: the scenes by sync. Scene. It would be amazing if it's synced up, like scene by scene comparison.
1: Speaking mm. of uh, syncing up, there's this podcast uh, called uh, Till Death Do Us Blart.
2: What's a blurt? Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah. Oh, God. Basically, <laughs> okay. why are you it's... promoting other podcasts on this podcast?
1: No, I just want to explain it. Because the premise is that once a year, these five guys watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and then talk about it. And they do it <laughs> oh, every year. And one year, one of them decided to play it, but then instead of audio, they play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon underneath it,
2: and it syncs up very well. You'd be surprised how many movies that syncs up to. Mm.
1: Oh, that timeless classic, Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. And Paul more yeah. Cop too. But yeah, so yeah, watch this movie.
2: Sound of Yeah,
1: for sure. So what is Happy Death Day to you about again? <laughs> stop it. Please Stop it. <laughs>
2: And on that uh, note, uh, maybe we should be wrapping up this episode. But I didn't
1: have my review yet. Okay. <laughs> left, yeah.
2: So there are life six. <laughs> if you like Jago physics.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: Anyway, uh, yes. That this has... is like
1: the crash to desktop equivalence. Of
2: course, man. We can just keep going on and on. And on. Okay, so. Um... So Cold
1: Pursuit is a movie <laughs> I watched.
2: You want to talk about Cold Pursuit no. starring Liam Neeson? How was it? <laughs>
1: Okay, there you go. That's like, your review. The best scene is a Native American flies into a combine harvester. Not a wood chipper. No. Okay. There we go. Still the Spoiler. best wood chipper scene is in Happy Death Day 2U. No, no, no. Wait, Fargo.
2: Fargo. Fargo, yeah, has Fargo. Not, and hug. Uh, the best
1: wood chipper scene of the last 10 years, I would say, is Happy Death Day 2U. Really? Yeah.
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Because Fargo was 10 years before that.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that was too... so what is happy death Day to you about again oh god please (laughs) free me from this eternal hell okay i think this is my bad place
2: (laughs) this is my quiet place so we shall all be silent right now as we wrap up this episode so uh any final words for you guys are you all looking forward to captain marvel next week
1: yeah yeah
0: kind of i'm not sure
1: (laughs) i am because i am a fan of brie larson and i want a Good female, let's superhero movie for once. But it might follow exists. the Marvel template. Which one?
2: But- Alita Battle Angel.
1: Oh yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> it might follow the Marvel template, but then again, that's just something you expect. You know what? Movies, yeah, we have so.
2: to watch it because we need to do our homework for Avengers: Infinity War Part yeah, Two yeah. because yeah. she's involved somehow.
0: And
1: hey, look. And I think it,
0: it's Padula. I mean, you've look, been if seen this character mar- comics, so yeah. If
1: it's a Marvel template, it'll at least be alright. Yeah, yeah, I can, which is better I than DC movies flashy okay. alright you know, how
2: dare you sir Aquaman was amazing
1: <laughs> it was amazingly stupid <laughs> I know that's right that's why I loved it so much
0: yeah, also, we can dumb. expect more stupid from Shazam I think that's coming out next month right oh Shazam's April. the next one April, 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 April. yeah
1: I'm genuinely looking forward to Shazam because I really like Zachary Levi
0: as long as they make
2: it as fun as Aquaman I think they'll be fine I think. oh uh, I'm sure yeah. nah,
1: you've seen Chuck you know how charismatic he is I don't like Chuck you don't like Chuck <gasps> it's
0: fine. It's like it's, it's got day. like ups and downs. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's a TV
2: it's All over the place. Yeah. So I mean, it's not The what? Wire. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, so how was he- happy Happy Death Day to you about again? Okay. I have been eccentric, <laughs> Tom. And this has been Mr. Toffee. And what is Happy Death Day to you about again? Doctor Toffee signing out. <laughs>